Chris Lee and Joey Dwyer of Vandy Sports here to talk a little Commodore hoops. I've been face-to-face with Jerry Stackhouse today at his summer press conference, which was interesting. Before we welcome Joey to the show and get into the content, a reminder that our basketball content this year is sponsored by our friends at the Wash House. Are you dreading laundry day? Is it stealing time to do the things that you truly enjoy? Let the laundry professionals at the Wash House take care of you. With two convenient locations in the greater Nashville area, just drop off your dirty laundry and our professional attendants can give you back the one thing you can never have enough, and that is your time. I don't think I've got enough of that these these days. (laughs) With 24 hours, you can pick up your nicely folded, fresh, and clean laundry and have it be ready to be put away. Check them out at www.washhouse.com. Stop in today and get your time back. Well, Joey, there's there's an hour of my time I can't get back uh, from talking to Vanderbilt coaches and players today, uh, but that doesn't mean it wasn't worth it. I thought Jerry Stackhouse had some interesting things to say. Uh, what stood out to you the most? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, wish I could have made it, but plans got in the way of that. So thank you for going. Uh, gave me a never lot. apologize for vacation. Right. <laughs> Thank you for uh, allowing me to get some content to work with. Put out a five quick stake story. Um, what really stood out to me was how candid he was and relaxed today. I think he feels really good about what he has. And last year, Mike Bray went on and on about how it was a sweet 16 level team and they won like three league games. So take that for what it's worth. But I think this is the most stack is believed in a team at this point in the year. Um, said it essentially himself. He said, overall, this is probably the best group we've had. We just got to prove it now. Uh, and I think that's probably the big thing to take away. He feels really good about where his team's at. Also, Jason Rivera-Torres, I think, is someone that they feel really good about putting a freshman out on the first day of media availability of the season and first day of media availability of his career. That's a big move and a lot of confidence shown in him. We don't talk to freshmen who don't play, and we also don't talk to freshmen that they want to handle with baby gloves. So Jason Rivera-Torres, I think, passed both of those tests, and uh, now it's just a matter of on-the-court Availability. I think Jason Rivera Torres is a guy that they have a lot of belief in and has had a really good summer. That was shown today. Van Lubin was also a guy that Jerry Stackhouse raved about. I think the most significant thing with him is how they referred to him rather than how Notre Dame referred to him. They referred to him as a straight up big. Stackhouse said that uh, Lubin's ideal position is the four, play a little five. And he also mentioned that in the, if he moves to the next level, Stackhouse thinks he could be a three. So Stackhouse mm-hmm. is kind of notorious for wanted to downshift guys like him and Colin Smith in the past, but I think that's certainly significant. I don't know if Vanderbilt's going to have the personnel to do that with Van Allen Lubin because Lee Dort, uh, we heard about today, probably a little more severe than Billy and I had originally anticipated. He's going to miss a lot of the offseason. Seems like it'll really push up towards the season. He's going to get a scan on his foot on Friday. Obviously concerning that his foot is something that is bothering him again after it bothered him last year. I wasn't entirely sure what he said about the spring. His audio cut a little bit, but I think he said something along the lines of he didn't do much this spring. Missed a lot of time about the season with the foot, obviously, and now another foot injury. Unclear if it's the same foot or a different foot, but kind of a theme with Lee Dort right now. So Vanderbilt's going to have to get a lot of Ben Allen Lubin at the five. Comentaro is also going to be somebody who they have to get stuff out of from the five. And also, I think uh, what Stackhouse said with him was significant. He said he's the best stretch five he's had in terms of purely being able to spread the floor and shoot it. He shot a lot better than Robbins did last year, although Robbins was money throughout the second half of the season. Comenteros is more of a sample size there and is more of a consistent shooter throughout his career. So 
that was significant in terms of the front court. Tyron Lawrence's re-recruitment being discussed uh, pretty candidly was also something I was interested in. Talked a lot about how, hey, tampering and NIL are real things. A lot of coaches will avoid that in pressers, but Stack hit it pretty head on. Tyron Lawrence didn't even hit it head on. He talked mostly about retooling of the roster, and that's why he went in the portal, just because he wasn't 100% sure what they were going to have next year, and then they had more towards the end. I think we know that that's not the entire truth based on what we'd heard throughout the offseason and what Stack said, but that's also an interesting point by Tyron Lawrence admitting that, hey, they didn't have the roster that really I had anticipated, so I'm going to go look for something. Jerry Stackhouse said throughout that, Lawrence really looked for his market value and figured that out. Vanderbilt was able to kind of match that and make it make sense for him to come back. So interesting availability today, and I'm sure we'll get into more, but that's really what I had to take away. I had the five quick safe story. Um, Stack raved about everybody on the roster from Tyron Lawrence to the freshman walk on Colson Baser and Graham Carlton and Jordan Williams, who had an interesting story. Stack talked today about how they secured his commitment with NIL, even though he's technically a walk on. I think he's getting this fair share. So interesting addition there. I think he tried to follow up on it and he started talking about Jordan Wright rather than Jordan Williams. Uh, but it's interesting nonetheless. Yeah, I, I, as soon as he did that, I wondered if if I got a name wrong. But um, yeah, he it was very interesting when I asked him about one Jordan, he went into another, which I thought was an interesting answer on Jordan Wright, uh, which was that we wanted to see him. We're glad he got his degree there. I, I didn't get the feeling there were, I don't know, you, it, it's a press conference. Although Stackhouse tends to be pretty direct. You got the feeling that if there were hard feelings there, they'd been buried or Maybe not too hard. Miles Studi's departure was was a little different. You heard him talk about that differently. But I think the thing that stood out to me, Joey, and I was in the room with him and you weren't, uh, and I, this was before and after, Jerry has come in with a little bit of an edge in, in some of these. And look, I, I've, been, I've been his biggest critic, but in the room today, he was very relaxed. He was easy to deal with. Um, and sometimes a, a coach's demeanor tells you a little bit about the, the team They've got sometimes coaches are overconfident, but I, I, I like the way um, that that he was with us today. He wasn't in a hurry to get out. There are only two of us there asking questions, but he took his time. I got the feeling if we'd had more questions, he would have taken more time. He was very friendly. He shook hands. Um, he just seemed very much at ease, and more so than I have seen him. I, I think by by far since he has been in Nashville as Vanderbilt's coach. Chris, you know what it was? Is he he wasn't intimidated by our presence like normal. I mean, look how intimidated I am. And for the one press job, I'm not there. He's open. He's candid. He's going 30 minutes. I think that tells you a lot. But on a serious note, I agree. I think he was relaxed. He was candid. He um, he got across all the points he wanted to get across, and he wasn't aggressive about it. He just kind of flowed into them. Uh, he even offered up some information about Evan Taylor being out with a concussion for a while. Lee Dort also somebody who we met offered up information on. We talked about him a little bit earlier, but was complimentary of everybody, was responsive to any criticism that was brought up or anything of that regard. So I think Jerry Stackhouse was interesting today. Um, also, I think what was interesting is he kind of talked about your question of whether he was shifting towards high school recruiting or uh, not for reasons that he was pushed into. I can't remember the full answer to that. I don't know if you have more on that, but I think that was also something interesting that you asked. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the the way he answered it. Um, I, I I don't know that he had a set philosophy on it. I guess is what I I think if he had, I would have 
come away with that. I, I just gathered they they liked the kids they'd signed. Uh, you mentioned Rivera Torres. That, that kid was really impressive being in the room with him. Like you said, it's not often you see a freshman that's put in front of the media before they play the game. The stack does things a little differently, maybe than some coaches, but he just struck me as a, a very mature kid. And I asked stack about, okay, was, I don't remember his answer, but I, I was thinking, you know, here's a kid who before he's played a game of college ball, he's already used to a little bit of the spotlight because of his TV presence. And he, he just struck me. You you kind of wonder with a guy like that if you don't know any better is this a guy that's going to be a little bit of a prima donna, or is he a guy that's going to take the experience and, and and sort of use it to polish his media presence, make him more mature, those kind of things. And I thought it was more the second than it was the first. I, I hope he's here for a while because uh, it was I, I get the feeling, and I know you did too when you spoke with him. He's the kind of player that that I think we will enjoy dealing with in his time here. Right. I talked with him on the phone for about 30 minutes last month about the acting gig. Check that story out at bandysports.com. Also talked to him about this summer and he's confident, but he's not cocky. He's well-spoken, but he's not quiet. So I think Jason Rivera Torres is somebody that is going to be really impressive to hear from, especially at that age. He's younger than me, which is hard to believe a Vanderbilt freshman's younger than me, but He's a guy who I think is going to give them a lot, and I think we kind of saw a look into that today. I don't think they put a guy out there who's not going to play a whole lot. Colin Smith was the guy who played the most last year out of the freshman, and I talked with him at the SEC tournament. I think he's pretty close to being media trained, and we didn't speak to Colin Smith the entire season last year in terms of a presser or anything like that. I think him being out there is really significant just in terms of what they think he could be. And uh, you kind of get the vibe from that program throughout the summer that he's playing a little bit better than the rest of that freshman class. And he saw kind of some evidence of that today. He talked about Malik Presley being a good guy on the defensive end, but still learning a little bit. Talked about JQ Roberts' athleticism. I don't think he brought up Carter Lang today from what I remember, but it was 30 minutes it all runs together. Isaiah West, I know he brought up kind of the same thing he's brought up with him in the past, the poise, the mentality, the toughness. So nothing new on those guys, really, uh, although Presley being a good defensive guy is something to note, uh, considering he still has to put on a little bit of weight. So does Rivera Torres. He's only lost to put on 10 or 15 pounds of muscle. But I think you heard a lot from that program that encourages you today. It's August, so you take that with a grain of salt. But the fact that we're doing a show on this and are saying the things we're saying, I think, is a positive at this point in the offseason. Our podcast is also sponsored by Sutherland and Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you are a loved one that's been hurt in an accident, give Taylor or Russell a call. That number is 615-846-6200. See what your rights are and if they can help. New sponsor to the podcast, Murfreesboro Pure Milk Company, which is a also a family-owned third-generation milk and ice cream distribution company located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. A partnership began over 50 years ago with Purity Dairy in Nashville to provide locally produced Purity Milk and ice cream products to consumers in Middle Tennessee. The collaboration has continued to expand now and includes Southern Kentucky, Northern Alabama, and the Chattanooga, North Georgia area. Our service areas increased, so did our product portfolio. Today, we supply grocery stores, convenience stores, schools, and more with Purity products, and have also added Mayfield Ice Cream and Nestle and haagen Ice Cream. For more information, visit their website at mpmci.com. 
Purity.com. Uh, I have gotten some free Purity product. Uh, the, the only downside is it doesn't last long around our house, and I'm not always the biggest culprit. I've got a got a son who takes after me too. Ice cream goes quickly in the Lee household, so we are we're thrilled for all of our sponsorships. Uh, but but this one, uh, let, let's face it, that's the one that I might be using the most. Uh, Chris, being an ice cream guy and all. Give my address. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure we do that. Uh, so anyway, buy buy your purity products locally. Uh, and, and also your laundry needs, which we discussed earlier, and help out the folks who help our show. All right, Joey, I asked Jerry Stackhouse, is the best? Is this the best shooting team you've had? Uh, I, I took his answer to be yes. He talked about being able to spread the floor. Uh, Commenteros, they're, they're planning to use as a stretch five. Evan Taylor shot the lights out of the three a year ago. Uh, Magnon got better shooting the ball late. I, I know I'm missing a shooting threat somewhere. We'll see, remains to see what the freshmen will be. Yeah, and, and we'll see what the freshmen are. But it, it felt like, and I, I think this too. I, I think one to thirteen, this feels like the best roster he's had. Now I don't know if that there's a guy as good as Liam Robbins was last year, or or Aaron Neesmith three years ago, or Saban Lee four years ago. Uh, but I feel like one to thirteen. This is probably the, the the deepest roster he's had, and, and I think it's probably the best shooting roster he's had, and I felt like that came across as he spoke with us on Wednesday. Yeah, three things that kind of stood out to me from what he said was shooting. He's really high on. He loves what he has there. He loves his depth, and I don't know that he had that last year. I think he got candid at some point and said there's less of a drop-off this year. I don't know if that was me imagining that or he actually said that, but I'm pretty sure he did say that. Uh, and athleticism as well. I think he talked a lot about how this team has better athletes all around. J.P. Roberts, he cited Lee Dort, Lee Presley, all guys that uh, can bring them a lot of athleticism that they haven't really had in the past. Tyron Lawrence is also a really practical athlete who does a lot of good things for them. So I think those are the three areas in which this team stands out. Like you said, not a guy like Liam Robbins on this roster to me, although Tyron Lawrence is a pretty dang good player. Ezra Mignon, one of the best straight-up point guards in the SEC, and a lot of teams in the country can't say that they have a true point guard who can really facilitate the offense and get downhill like he can. I think a lot of Vanderbilt fans take that for granted with him and Scotty Pippen Jr. back-to-back, but a lot of teams in the country can't say they have a true point guard and Vanderbilt can, so I think that's a positive. And like you said, I think the shooting is certainly something that stands out about this roster as opposed to in past years. They've had good shooters. Miles Studi was unconscious for all of non-conference play last year. But it's more than just him now. I think Jordan Wright probably could take a step up in shooting. Liam Robbins could have as well in the non-conference. But you look at this roster, and there's guys who are probably going to be ready to step in and shoot close to 40% from three. Evan Taylor, I think, will take a little step back because the athleticism in terms of shooting. Comateros uh, probably somewhat similar, but they're going to get him good looks. And I think that's probably... The thing that will help the shooting most is having two guards who can get that hill and create for others. I think that's a big positive with this team, with Ezra Mignon and Tyron Lawrence. Colin Smith shot a thing near 40% from three last year as well. Carter Lane can shoot a little bit if he gets on the floor, probably better than Lubin or Dort by a significant margin. And then you have Tyron Lawrence, who talked a little bit about the feedback he got from the NBA today. They want him to use his right hand more, which you can see if you watch a game that that's probably somewhere teams are probably trying to force him, but... He's just too quick and athletic to be forced there at this level. At the NBA level, it would be different, though. They want him to play both positions as well, the one and the two, and then they want him to be a more efficient shooter with more volume. So look for Tyler Lawrence to improve 
uh, from beyond the arc as well. As, and I've heard this offseason that that has happened to an extent. Also, I've heard what Ezra Magnon continued to say today. That was Paul Lewis taking a step up. So didn't hear much about Colin Smith, surprisingly, considering that that's really what we've heard all offseason out of that program is that he's taken a step up. But you hear Jerry Stackhouse rave about a lot of guys, including Graham Carlton, who he said might be having the best summer out of anyone, at least on the gun, shooting in the gym. So really interesting presser today. I think there was a lot to gain from it. And I'm not really sure I've wrapped my head around everything that was said. I'll probably drop some stuff on the board. In the future, I'll probably listen back to it a few times, but I didn't even really grasp everything that was said today just because it was such a long presser. But certainly some interesting things and some interesting ways that Vanderbilt views players as opposed to maybe how we viewed them heading into the presser. Yeah, it was a busy day for us at Vandy Sports today. Had practice this morning. Watch that. We have a full practice report up in the war room at vandysports.com. Subscribe there if you haven't. $99 a year money well spent it supports what we do and gets you information that you don't get on the podcast and you know <laughs> use flash stuff happens between episodes of our podcast episodes that's the best way to keep up with it there also if you have not subscribed to our youtube channel we'll be posting our podcast this year in addition to all of our audio feeds and what we drop at our youtube channel too is the raw footage of the stuff that we're using to talk about so jerry stackhouse's press conference is up there today as are the sessions we had with the four players. Uh, there's also interviews with the, the two players we got today in football, Martel Height and Jaden McGowan, as well as about 11 minutes with Clark Lee after practice today. So additional content at Vandy Sports' YouTube channel. That is all free to you. Uh, so any, it's been, been an all Vandy day for for this guy <laughs> in front of in front of coaches and cameras and all that stuff. And, and you can catch some additional content there as well as a little bit of analysis of today's practice at Vandy Sports. Joey, one thing before we go, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because I didn't warn you this was coming, but I, but I think you can handle it. Um, keeping up with a non-conference schedule, what have they got slated so far that's public? So yesterday, NC State broke. That's going to be their first game in the Vegas tournament, whatever they call it. Second game of that tournament is going to be either BYU or it's going to be Arizona State. They're going to get Memphis. Jason Sanders said it was on December 23rd, so I think we'll assume that's the date for now. Uh, Billy and I are going to try to be at that one. Let's see. There's one or two. Texas Tech in Texas is going to be one and might be missing one. I think they, they're supposed to have five power fives currently. Central Arkansas is the one mid-major mid I think we know of. At least it's listed on ESPN, so let's hope that ESPN is not just throwing random games on the schedule. Seems like that's all we have for now. I'd be interested next presser to ask him more about his philosophy with that schedule. It might be out by then. Last year was out on August 31st, so I'd assume it's out. But I think it's a good group of non – oh, Boston College, too, at, at Memorial Gymnasium. So interesting mm -hmm. group of Power Fives. A lot of those okay. games, I think, have the potential to maybe hurt them. Boston College could turn into a quad three, although I think they'll be better than they were last year. NC State's an interesting team. They have some talent. MJ Rice has some good guards. Jaden Taylor from Butler. Arizona State, I think, is probably going to be a fringe quad two, quad three team, maybe a little bit better than the other two teams. But there's some games that could hurt them there. Also some games that could help them, though, on their resume. Last year, I think the schedule was pretty poorly built. I don't know if that was any secret, but this year I think it's slightly better. It's going to depend on how those teams fare early on, though, and they're going to have to win those games. They haven't won them in past years, but I think there's a little more continuity at this point in the year than there was last year, although there's more 
transfers. I think the guards being in place is really valuable, and especially the point guard being in place is really valuable. So I think this team can take a step up early in the year at least, and we'll see where it goes from there. But also shout-out to Billy Derrick. Uh, he also had a busy day. I think it was at football with you and then was at uh, MTSU Media Day with George Plaster. So all three of us are staying busy today. I'm the least busy, but I'm sure in a few weeks I will be among the most busy out of the site when basketball and football overlap. Well, actually, Billy was unable to make football today. They had a remote. I did that solo. We'll both do practice tomorrow, tomorrow being Thursday. I think we'll probably try to get this out Wednesday night. And then on top of that, so we've got a, a practice Saturday and a scrimmage Sunday, so we'll be at those. And then our practice access comes to an end before too long. This was practice 13 today, including scrimmages. There's 20 that we get access to, so we are – we are more than past the halfway point for fall camp, Joey. Yeah, I'm hoping to make it next year. I'm missing uh, being there, but learning the roster through the practice reports, another plug for the war room, subscribe to the board. The entire Tyron Lawrence recruitment that they talked about today, we had a lot of that information on the board in, mm-hmm. what, April, May. So, And there's also stuff that uh, we haven't put on the board that we've heard. I don't imagine putting that on there after everything <laughs> come out, but... Uh, I think you I think you get the gist of what happened in that. Jerry Stackhouse was very open about other guys are gonna try to get your players, even if they're on your roster yeah. and you're gonna have to make it a make it a comfortable situation for your guys to come back, and that's what Vanderbilt did in that situation. Yeah, the the, the phrase bad actors was thrown around a time or two in there, I noticed. He, he didn't name the bad actors. Now that would have been really interesting. He he started naming bad actors. But he did not, uh, which was probably wise on his part. But I, I thought that was thought that was interesting and, and probably also not untrue. Yeah. Nowadays, there's so many ways to back channel it. It's unbelievable. You could speak to yeah. – you could have someone reaching out to Tyron Lawrence's mom. You could have people reaching out to Tyron Lawrence's roommates. Who knows? But there's a way to get in contact with these guys. Probably more ways than we can even think of. And coaches are figuring out those ways – to do it legally somehow, and I don't know if the NCAA will ever be able to stop that. Speaking of Tyron Lawrence's family, his little girl was at the presser today. I don't think you saw her off camera, but for a while, to, as you see the video, she was to the right. Uh, before that, she was Tyron had this big bag of her toys and stuffed animals. <laughs> she looks just like her dad too. It was it was pretty cute. But uh, Tyron Lawrence's daughter. Made an appearance in the room, and uh, but but not on camera. So that was that was kind of cool. I will say I heard her in the background at some point. Did, did you? Okay. I, I <laughs> yeah. When he said that he, they told him to work on his right hand, but he didn't know if he needed to work on that, and everybody started laughing. You could hear her like scream in the background. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I tuned that out, but that was that was a kind of a cute moment. But anyway, all right. We'll have plenty of stuff covered at Vandy Sports. Um, gosh, we'll play in football and. Two and a half weeks from now. Uh, best way to get all that stuff is hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Uh, that helps our analytics a little bit. Um, tell a friend. And, and also, if you're looking for sponsors, we're still looking for sponsors. Um, feel free to reach me at chrisley 70 gmail.com. And we'd love to talk with you. For Joey Dwyer, I'm Chris Lee of Andy Sports. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again soon with more Vanderbilt content.